on this Erev Shabbat Parashat Lech Lecha at JM in the AM. Always a treat for us to speak with the uh, United Nations Ambassador from Israel to the United Nations. And that's, of course, Ambassador Danny Danone, who is with us live via telephone at the end of a very active week at the United Nations. Mr. Ambassador, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom. Good morning, Nahum. You know, some members of the IDF might only half-jokingly say that you're fighting the most difficult battles for Israel that are happening right now, frankly. Well, indeed, we are uh, in the front line. You know, our boys and girls defending our borders in Israel. And me and my team, we are defending Israel uh, here in the U.N., and every day, unfortunately, we have to wake up in the morning and, and fight against evil, against lies, against the deception. And we saw it uh, only yesterday at the Security Council. Oh, no question about that. The United Nations General Assembly, first we'll do with this one, voted to approve the observer state of Palestine as the head of the largest block of developing countries. We go back to this past Tuesday where 146 countries voted in favor of Palestine to head the group of 77. Three countries, Israel, the U.S., and Australia, voted against. 15 abstained, and 29 countries did not vote. Tell us about the absurdity of the United Nations General Assembly vote this past Tuesday. Well, the group of 77 uh, supposed to deal with developing issues and supporting those countries. And now we know that once the Palestinians will head this group in 2018, they will focus on other issues. So what happened uh, this week, the General Assembly actually allowed the Palestinians uh, to become the head of the group and to represent the group. It's not meaningful. It means that, you know, for 19, they will get to speak in a few events at the UN. But I think it's a mistake for those countries that actually chose the Palestinians uh, to lead the group, because we know that they will not support the, the goal of the group. They will take advantage of this. And you've always pointed out the symbolism behind these things. Even if there's no large practical application, symbolically it looks terrible. What gets me, and, and I know that this is, you know, for anybody observing the UN for decades, this is no surprise, but the overwhelming vote uh, for Palestine to head this group, it, it, it's the isolation that you, Israel, and the U.S., usually together with Israel, feels that the U.N. is no different than it was. Uh, we are, but I have to make a, a correction that the GA didn't vote for the Palestinians to head the group. The group itself, the G77, decided a few months about it. And what happened this week, in order to allow them to speak in behalf of the group, the General Assembly actually passed a, a limited, restricted resolution that said very clearly that only for this year, the Palestinians will be allowed to speak on other issues. So it's not that they were voted by the GA, they were allowed to speak on behalf of the group. But still, you are right, you see that, you know, some countries are afraid to face the Palestinians, even though I have to mention that, you know, a few uh, months ago, me and Ambassador Haley were able to pass a resolution condemning Hamas, so we do see some changes even in the General Assembly. The UN Security Council met yesterday to discuss the Middle East, and I know that you had a role in that um, uh, it, it, during that session uh, yesterday. Uh, tell us what um, the Security Council discussed at yesterday's meeting. Well, so yesterday, instead of condemning Hamas, condemning the rockets uh, that were launched into Israel, the, the Security Council focused uh, against Israel, and they brought uh, a great speaker, and I'm uh, I'm not serious about it, but they brought the Director General of B'Tselem, which is a radical left-wing organization 
uh, that defamed uh, Israel and uh, attacks our boys and girls in the IDF, and they brought him to give a testimony to the Security Council. So I, I attacked this circus because Bolivia, who had the Security Council, invited him. And I told him if somebody from Bolivia would have come to the Security Council and would have attacked the Bolivian government, he wouldn't be able to go back to La Paz. <laughs> he would have been arrested. Uh, so we are, we are proud of our democracy. But I think this uh, gentleman who came to represent Bethlehem, uh, it is a shame to see an Israeli coming to New York, coming to the UN, uh, and speaking against uh, our IDF, against our government. Uh, I was not proud of uh, being an Israeli when I saw this gentleman speaking. The, uh, the, the gentleman you referred to has referred to IDF soldiers as murderers. Did he do that on the floor of the, uh, of the United Nations as well? Unfortunately, Nahum, he called them uh, war criminals. Wow. And you know, he, he blamed the IDF, he blamed the government, and even blamed the Supreme Court, because once the Supreme Court decided that we have to evacuate uh, Palestinian illegal houses, he said it, 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 it's illegal. But when it comes to, to Jewish communities, and we had experience with Minitiva Avot, Migron, other locations, that nobody spoke about it. So it was a, a real chutzpah. And I, in the middle of my speech, I approached him in Hebrew, and I told him, shame on you. Shame on you for collaborating with our enemies and coming here while the idea of soldiers are now on the borders protecting you. But, you know, when you look at the Jewish history, well with those radicals who unfortunately worked with our enemies. You know, it's interesting that um, you pointed out, and this is, again, something that we know from our history, uh, there have been plenty of members of the Jewish community uh, for thousands of years who have unfortunately uh, gone ahead and to the rest of the world represented us terribly. The only thing I do want to point out uh, from that and from this episode yesterday is that you brilliantly proclaimed that this does, uh, this does uh, um, remind us about the democracy that Israel is. And as you just said earlier in this conversation, if anybody from most other countries would go ahead and make these types of declarations in front of the entire world at the UN, they would not be able to go back to the country that they live in. So if there is a silver lining, I guess that would be it, huh? Actually, it was very effective. And I, I think the fact that the, this guy from Bethlehem was so radical, he was more radical than the Palestinian representative, even the, the ambassador understood but it is a show. It was brought to defame Israel, and it was not effective uh, spreading those lies. And it's unfortunate that you, you see those radical organizations, they don't speak in Israel anymore. They don't try to convince the Israelis. They come to the UN, they go to Europe. And by the way, I expose that Bethlehem receives funding from the EU. So this is a hypocrisy when you have European countries paying to this radical organization and then inviting you to give so-called testimony in the Security Council. Yeah, and they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to do what you've done publicly, which is a call for the indictment or at least the condemnation of Mahmoud Abbas, because as you pointed out, the destruction and misery of the people who live in Gaza and areas like that is all. Be, it's all self-destruction by the leaders of the PA and those who are surrounding him and the General Assembly, the Security Council. They never want to recognize that. Indeed, and we expose facts. That's what I do every time at the UN. And we show that Abbas is uh, allocating 7% of his budget to pay terrorists. And the terrorist who is running away, who killed two innocent Israelis in Balkan, we will find him. He will pay a price. He will be in jail for the rest of his life if he will be caught alive, which I'm not sure we want him to be caught alive. 
but Abbas will pay him too. Abbas will pay him $3 million over the years. So I told those countries, stop paying them, stop sponsoring terrorism. The U.S., Australia, and other countries uh, passed legislation regarding this issue. We hope to see other countries joining us. U.N. Ambassador from Israel to the U.N. and Ambassador Danny Danone is with us. Okay, Mr. Ambassador, I'm sure you agree with me that I've spoken to you for about six minutes so far, and there are listeners who are not happy that I haven't asked you about Nikki Haley. Your reaction to her announcement that as of the end of 2018, she'll be leaving the U.N.? Ambassador Haley, she's a great friend of Israel. She would always be a great friend of Israel. Uh, unfortunately, she decided to leave at the end of the year, but we are still continuing to work together, and we are grateful for what we achieved together. The changes that uh, we, we achieved at the UN, you cannot change them overnight, uh, and we will continue to work with the new ambassador. But, you know, I, I told her that we are grateful, and uh, I, I'm sure that we will see her coming back, I don't know in which position, and she will be always a friend of us. Don't you agree that she would be an amazing candidate for high office in the United States? Well, you know, always I, I say that I'm not getting involved in, in American politics, <laughs> but uh, on this issue, uh, I, I can say that uh, we will be very happy to see her in any public position because we need friends, and Ambassador Haley, she's a real friend of Israel. And what is your reaction to the rumor that the current U.S. ambassador to Germany might be taking her place? Well, I know Mr. Garnell is a good friend of Israel, uh, but I don't know. I don't know whether uh, uh, he will be the ambassador. I think President Trump hinted that uh, he wants to put a woman in this position, especially after Ambassador Haley uh, represented the U.S. in such an impressive way. But uh, I think in the next week or, or two weeks from now, we will know who will be replacing Ambassador Haley in the corridor of the U.N. And finally, Ambassador Danone, uh, you've been outspoken about uh, uh, sanctions on Iran. You've made a comment recently about additional sanctions on Iran. You said Iran's terrorism and human rights violations could be stopped by imposing suffocating economic sanctions. Aren't those sanctions suffocating already? Uh, it's working. Uh, beginning of November, there will be more sanctions. And uh, when I speak with Europeans, I tell them, stop. Stop with the games. It's not going to help you. You cannot bypass those sanctions. They are trying to give incentives to government, uh, to companies, to work with Iran. It's not working. We saw the Volvo, Total, other huge corporations announcing that they will, they will join the sanctions. And I think uh, if the Europeans will join the leadership of the U.S., Iran will have no choice. The economy will collapse and the sanctions will become much more effective. Ambassador Dunn, you know, we have such a good phone connection, finally. I hesitate to let you go, but I know you're busy. I, <laughs> I, I am sure, you know, this week was Yom Aliyah. This week, because of Parshat Lecha, was Yom Aliyah in Israel. Uh, and I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts to tell us, those who live outside of Israel, about Israel during this auspicious parasha. Well, you know, when you see the, the hatred, the lies, but you just need to go to Parasha and understand the, our rights to the land. So it starts with the biblical rights of Abraham, and it goes to the international law. But I think for us, you know, after such an intensive week to read the Parasha and to understand that we should be proud of what we have and we should not be shy about our rights, our biblical rights to Israel. Israel. You know, you're really amazing. I, 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 speaking of higher office, I, ho I hope you're going to be in an even higher office uh, very soon. Todarabah, Ambassador Danone. Have a wonderful day. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom and Todarabah to you. He's amazing. Ambassador Danny Danone always, uh, always gets it right and um, such a great representative for the state of Israel and the Jewish people. 
at the United Nations. We did ask him about Nikki Haley, everybody. We knew what he would say. Great admirer of hers, will always be a friend of Israel. And, of course, uh, all the uh, all the different things, the circus-like atmosphere of the U.N. this week, a great opportunity to catch up with uh, Israel's representative, Israel's ambassador at the United Nations.